Uh, everybody, welcome to a special prog report episode. Uh, as you've all been waiting patiently, we've finally gotten to the letter C of our A to Z series. Uh, it's taken us some time, which is kind of funny, but Jeff is back. Hey, Jeff, how you doing, man? Hi, Roy. Hi, everybody. Yeah, we're cantering our way through the alphabet, and we've got to the third letter already. Wow. Yeah, at this point, uh, we should be finished in about 20, 20 years. Uh, we'll see. Yeah. Um, so we did the uh, letter A and B started off as just audio podcasts, and they're out there. There We did put the audio version up on YouTube as well if you have to catch up. Um, but seeing as how everything is video these days, uh, we're going to go ahead and, and do this on there as well. It's also on the audio podcast as well as all the other things. And uh, make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel, our podcast networks, wherever you listen, and uh, all the socials, you know, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff. And uh, anyway, so what we're going to try and tackle today is letter C. If you haven't watched the other ones or listened to the other ones, rather, um, we try to pick uh, generally three categories per letter, um, artist, album, song, or maybe alternate uh, one of them with, with something else. Like for B, we did bass guitar, and, you know, that kind of thing. Um We'd love to hear your comments on what we missed, what albums, artists, or songs, or something else fits the letter that maybe we forgot or what you think uh, is better. But it's really just for fun and to give us something to talk about. But all right, so for letter C, uh, we're, we're just doing three things. Jeff, uh, you go ahead and start. What are you yeah, going to go with first? No, well, clear, clearly we missed lots of things, only doing three things each. Um, and, and sometimes when I think about these things, I think there's something really obvious that I should pick. Um, but it seems that's the place to start rather than something obscure. So maybe not a massive surprise uh, for those of you that know me, that my first C is close to the edge. Um, album, obviously, album, album, yeah, album. And obviously in, in the news recently, um, yes, did a European tour where they featured it. They're about, they've done some shows in Japan. They're about to do some U.S. dates with that features. And um, I think I maybe mentioned it when I reviewed the show, but I was kind of, it was meant to be the Relayer tour, the Relayer album series tour, and then they changed it. And that was a bit disappointing, but actually I went to see that show and it really just brought it back to me. Um, that album is, is really a standout one in Yes's catalog. It's a standout one in the world of prog. Um, you know, a side long track. Um, just so much inventiveness, um, so much musical invention. Think, you know, from the kind of the soundscapey type intro to some of the very fast, crazy guitar keyboard playing, um, but all the melodic stuff, you know, Siberian Katru the perennial yes show opener and then you and i you know possibly one of the greatest kind of uh majestic prog songs that that ever exists um the cover that's uh you know that yes logo that sort of came on you know 50 years later it's still the definitive logo and image associated with the band john anderson steve howe Rick Wakeman, uh, Chris Squire, and the last album with Bill Bruford. Um, so sort of an end of an era as well for Yes, whenever Bruford um, left. And I suppose that kind of Wakeman, uh, Howe, 
you know, relatively newcomers to the band had certainly joined within the previous two years, but within a very short space of time produced something that's just considered a classic. Has that album sort of gained in sort of the lore of being the greatest album of all time in the last maybe five, 10 years? Because I don't remember Feels growing like, up yeah. it being considered the greatest program of all time. I, I, I think that's sort of maybe something that's been labeled upon it more in recent years. Do you, do you think that's fair? No, I think, I think, I think that's right. I mean, I think probably if you talk to 10 Yes fans, they'll probably all have a different favorite Yes album. Um, you know, they'll probably have a different favorite lineup. Um, but I think just it, yeah, I mean, I think, I think that's fair enough. And I, I think probably it's because things like prog magazine and things like these yeah. kind of podcasts and websites started and, and then all of a sudden people are talking about it and it's becoming and voting on it and that kind of thing because growing up it was always like fragile it was always fragile yeah, that was yeah, the album yeah, cover yeah, that was roundabout yeah. that was heart of the sunrise and i always thought that was the album that was the one yeah no i, I totally um i mean fragile i you know fra fragile i mean fragile is an amazing album right but i kind of a lot of the solo tracks are skip passable for me. Um, yeah. I think if anything, they sort of dilute uh, the, the brilliance of, of some of what's on there. But I mean, you know, I'm talking, I'm a massive Yes fan. I'm saying that relative to, you know, some of the amazing stuff that they've produced. Yeah, yeah well, that's so, a good point. Yeah, um, anyway, I am uh, going to see uh, that tour in a, in a couple of weeks. Um, cool. so looking forward to that it's always fun always fun to see and they're playing yeah. a lot of kind of obscure uh, it's like a two set kind of kind of mm -hmm. show and the first set is a bunch of weird songs from from different records which is kind of neat so yeah yeah um, totally that, that should be fun um, all right so I think I'll hmm, I'll stick with album well, for mine okay. and you know what's funny so <laughs> I jotted down some notes uh, of a few different records and not without sort of thinking I went, well, obviously, Court of the Crimson King, That's that's got to be one. But is that it, a C? it doesn't start with C, <laughs> does it? So I realized that at the end. I'm like, nope, that doesn't actually count. So I'll, I'm going to skip that one. But it's it yep. just I want to make sure I mention that because I, I figured someone in the comments or something would say that we forgot it. But technically, <laughs> it starts with N. So doesn't yep. really count. Um, so I'm going to go uh, just to keep it a little bit different and more relevant because of what's transpired recently in that I went to see the Porcupine Tree uh, Closer Continuation Show a few weeks ago. I'm going to go with that as my album. So kind of to kind of bridge 50 years, really, between okay. our choices, um, which is kind of cool, really, if you think about it, that yeah, uh, well. this genre has sort of carried on for that long and and porcupine tree being one of the you know uh carriers of the the flame i, I guess you would say over the, over the years so begrudgingly rather uh <laughs> if you ask stephen wilson yeah. um yeah. but uh as as most people know if you don't know i mean the band were were gone for about 12 years or so and secretly sort of thrown back and forth ideas over the last few years and decided i guess because of pandemic or whatever there was a bit more time to work on the material and they started to put out this record just the three of them uh gavin harrison mm -hmm. richard barbieri and stephen wilson colin edwin um 
not involved for various reasons that maybe sort of have been made public, but not really. And um, uh, but Stephen played bass on it and and did a phenomenal job. Seven tracks with uh, three bonus tracks that most people will agree are as good as anything else on uh, of the seven. Uh, yeah. So you yeah. want to make sure you get the the version that has all ten songs. And I think online on streaming services you get all ten. Um, yep, yep. Some great stuff on there like Harridan, Dignity, um, uh, Never Have, which is one of the bonus tracks, which I love. Uh, Chimera's Wreck, which is a cool epic kind of prog number. On the show, uh, which I saw, they're playing the, the main seven songs uh, throughout the, sh the set. Mm -hmm. And uh, with the help of Randy McStein and, uh, on guitar, Nathan Navarro on bass, both guys are excellent. And um, yeah, I think it's a, it's a solid record. It's one that... I think many people, I don't know what the expectation was. I think I think the album just suffered from expectation because it's a very, very good album. And months later, listening to it, it it holds. It, it's still a good listen. It's But maybe off the bat, it didn't knock me off my feet. And I think I sort of got that feeling for most people. It's good. No one has said it's bad. But it yeah. it just didn't blow you away. But I think that it actually has had some staying power for the you know last six months or so for me um, in listening to the record. What's your take on it? I was I was wondering whether you were going to confess that because I knew that was what the reaction to it was. I think I liked it a lot from the start. Um, I just liked the roar edge. I liked, yeah, I just like it sounded like porcupine tree were back it didn't sound like you know Stephen wilson with an, another set of guests um so i was very happy to hear and i think probably when it landed was around i think we got the review copy it was around about the time when i had just been in a phase of listening to porcupine tree anyway and and so it very naturally fitted in i i don't think i'm going to get to see a show unless something um lucky happens with a with a ticket for london um, but uh, you know, it's it's really got me into them, and just seeing, um, you know, seeing some of the reviews and stuff of the tour, it really seems to be phenomenal. So I can't wait to see that documented. I, I can see how they went with these tracks, so because live they work really well, yeah. and I think that yeah. elevated them a little bit for me. Tracks like "Heard Calling" and "Walk the Plank," they they were actually work really well live. Um, I think the the thing that was missing for me initially from the record was just the, the sort of Pink Floyd vocal harmony that were mm. so prevalent in the earlier records. Yeah, yeah. And and they went a little bit more for a raw, stripped down sound, mostly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, probably as raw. I mean, it's probably as raw as they've sounded from their very very early albums, and which yeah. did have that Floydier edge. And I think that was why I probably. It, it kind of it made sense to me because I'd been digging into their really early stuff on, on the box set of that, of that stuff that had come out. Um, and I suppose it reminded me a lot of Signify, which was the first album that, of theirs that I'd kind of heard. I mean, I, the more I listen to it, the more I think there's a lot of parallels between those between those albums. And um, just stylistically, the, the style of the instrumentals and the sort of approach I think they're it's you know it's there's obviously lots of lots of elements but it, but i think there are bits of it that are quite like parts of that so yeah the really fun the funny thing is 
I was sort of looking for ideas um, for for choices for this, and I was going into my iTunes and going reading down the names of albums that started with the letter C, and I came across one and went, gosh, it's been a long time since I've listened to this, and I wasn't going to make it one of my choices, which I'm not, but it was actually Lo-Fi Resistance, which was kind of Randy McStein's first kind of outing. I don't know Talk, if you've ever... Lines. Yeah, so. chalk lines. Yeah, yeah. And it's <laughs> I actually played it in the car on the way home today and it was I really, really enjoyed it. I haven't listened to it for a very long time, but it's 10 years old. It's yeah, actually I think I, I remember like, actually discovering that through the Gavin Harrison connection because that was when yeah. I was listening to them and that's how I discovered yeah. Randy and, and that, that album. Yeah. That's so. that's good. That's a good one. Um, yes, yeah, so they have a long connection, people that may not realize, but that's the Gavin connection with Randy is pretty, pretty long. My yep. honorable mention for a C album, which I almost went with, was Crime of the Century by Super Tramp, which is a personal favorite and uh, I could like, guess like that. a big time favorite album. <laughs> I, I, flicked pa I flicked past it and went, oh, that, that could be a Roy pick. Yeah, It'll yeah, certainly yeah, yeah. be in this list. <laughs> but I thought this one actually made more sense. So, all right. So that's cool. Those are albums. What do you got next? So uh, anyway, the letter C. Uh, so <laughs> I've picked the song for my second choice. And I, get, I think probably whenever I was trying to think of things, this seemed like an obvious one to pick because it's probably one of the best known prog songs outside of um, outside of people who like prog, Carry On Wayward Son. Yeah, okay. Uh, that by, one as, as one of them. By, by Kansas. Um Probably, certainly within, I would say, me hearing this type of music, one of the first songs that I had heard that was quite different um, from a lot of the stuff I'd heard. You know, what 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 can I say about carrying on wayward son? And that was I was really going to pick it. What do you say that hasn't been said? But I think I mean it's just it's a classic. It has. Um, you know, brilliant guitar, keyboards, that vocal intro, it's melodic, it's catchy, it's a, you know, a song that could be played anywhere, and most of the people there, if they're over 20 years old, um, would, you know, would know it, and, um, you know, I think there's, there's not many prog songs that probably have that amount of, um, you know there's musical complexity in it um there's time signature changes there's pretty dramatic shifts in terms of what's going on yet it's still very accessible and i don't i i, I can't you know there's not a whole pile of music that you could say that about um so no, it, yeah. it's a unique unique song and we know we know that intimately because we, we did cover the song amongst us and our prog report friends and mm. Um, you can try and find them. We, we've shared it before. We've we've done it, and uh, in learn I had never learned that song before. We were trying to do that, and um, it's 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 not dream theater hard, but it's a challenge. It's a challenging challenging song, and um, just brilliantly written. That's the thing I came away with when learning that song was like, wow, this he really went off on this song with all the different parts, the key changes, the, all the different stuff that back then and to make that a hit it's that's yeah. it's amazing it really it's one of the one of the all-time amazing songs it really is i have a feeling that it i'm sure we probably talked about this maybe in one of the top 
tens or something but i'm pretty sure it was like one of those things where it was the very last song written by the album for the album or it was the one that they weren't going to put on the album i think it has a certain amount of that i think that they uh, if i remember it's in the documentary where they describe it where they 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 felt like they didn't have a hit and then he went and he wrote that song and played it for uh kersner uh uh uh, over the phone kersner yeah yeah Yeah. and uh And um, he was like, and he was blown away. I was like, yep, that that's the that that's the hit they knew right away. Yeah, back then, I guess it's a song that could have worked. I mean, congrats to them because it's it's actually again, it's 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 along with Close to the Edge, where in the last 10, 15 years, it's been a resurgence for them based on that mm-hmm. song. And you mm-hmm. have younger uh, younger people, teenagers, things like that nowadays that they know that song through yeah through Spotify, through video games, through whatever, and it's carried on the legacy of the band. So yeah. um, I think it. I think that song alone, if, uh, and well, along with Dustin the Wind, warrants them being in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and I think it's criminal that they're not. Mm. Um, but anyway, yeah, that, that one makes sense. Uh, for my choice for song, I'm trying to be a little bit different because the problem is, I, I, we were talking about this before, when you go through these lists, it's always the same bands. And it's the bands that have a long history. So, you know, you can go through Genesis and it's just like uh, 10 different songs that start with C and they're all amazing. Mm. Uh, you know, like Carpet Crawlers, Cinema Show, on and on. Um, so I want to try and keep it a little bit more modern and maybe people if maybe don't know this band or not. But I'm going to go with Haken and Cockroach King. And um, so because, you know, for the last 10 years... If you want to talk about a band that's yeah. that's come up in the last ten years that has has paved the way for for themselves and made a career and become one of the more relevant known bands, there Haken is definitely one of a few that has done that, yeah. and arguably Cockroach King is their most well known song, um, and it's and it's a really bizarre song that is heavily heavily influenced from like Gentle Giant and and that kind of seventies classic prog, so that is as proggy as you can get. Uh, and and again, that's that's really unique in 2022. Or, well, they wrote it in uh, 2013 uh, to come up with that song at that time and break through with that uh, is yeah. unique. I think it's special. Yeah. So um, if you haven't heard it, check it out. This video, very cool video on YouTube for it. And um, and actually, they have a new album that they've written that's should be you know coming soon sometime next year there's a new single uh that they recently released called nightingale so they they're doing their mm. thing and haken is a, a band to to keep an eye on roy 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 knows that he's putting me on the spot here because he also knows that this isn't necessarily my favorite haken song <laughs> and i'm not necessarily going to say anything bad about it except to say that there are lots of Hagen songs that I prefer more than Cockroach King. That said, um, when I saw them supporting Devon Townsend and the crowd go mad, you know, it, how, how can how can you argue with it as as a as a you know as a as a good song? Um, uh, it, so it really uh, and of course a few other honorable mentions. Like I said, I mean the Genesis songs and uh, and then Rush Closer to the Heart, which I thought was another one, and mm-hmm. uh, Cygnus uh, X One, which is if you want to go rush but um i thought i'd go haken and mess it up a little bit yeah yeah that's good good spread of 
of of the eras it's like i pick the old stuff and you pick the more <laughs> right. modern stuff <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> band now artist i think is going to be interesting i'm curious if that's where you went for your nope. third category okay no i didn't i went with something completely different but that i thought would be interesting so what i went with for c and this was actually through scanning through album titles and coming i'm actually scanning through and, and it's just well there are actually i think more correctly uh single titles but stephen wilson put out a series of six uh singles that he called cover version with oh. a cover version on one side and an original song on the other so i thought that got me thinking about prog cover versions of other songs um and thought that might be an interesting thing to talk about because it took me back to i'm sure you probably know this but um probably one of the earliest kind of versions of that van vanilla fudge's version of you keep me hanging on you know which is a uh, sort of taking that uh supreme's diana ross song and turning it into this kind of wild mm -hmm. kind of crazy yep. thing um you know and I, I suppose what what came to mind that those that that stephen wilson set where he does things from like Alanis Morissette to Prince to The Cure um, and I suppose in terms of bands we like the two kind of contrasts because again what I was looking today at was some of the reissued stuff that Dream Theater have put out where they cover you know Master of Puppets and Number of the Beast you know they cover the whole album um, but they pretty much play it straight and then you have, I suppose, on the other extreme things that Neil Morse band have done, like the cover MacArthur to cover Park, albums. like, well, the cover to cover albums are fairly straight, but then you've got MacArthur Park, you mm -hmm. know, which is a prog reworking of Gat. We've got uh, Bridge Over Troubled Water. Um, so I was trying to think what other, what other prog cover versions are there? which are pro which are tough. versions of other songs um, yeah it's tough to come to mind i mean i know certainly there's there's a bunch but i'm not a huge cover version person um hmm. what, what would your favorites be um yeah i think i like that version of bridge over troubled water i think it's really really good because whenever i even saw the title and thought how could you how could you not do something like that well if that you want to go cover would, and keep it within it. the letter c <laughs> Crazy Horses, Crazy Horses. Uh, yeah, is, yeah. A, is a good one mm -hmm. and a really unique one that Portnoy brought to to everyone's attention because I think a lot of people didn't know the Osmonds did anything remotely that heavy, and yeah, uh, yeah. that's a fun one. But yeah, that's that's ah. cool. There's a lot of cool covers. I mean, uh, any interesting ones that you guys are uh, fans of? That's always that's always pretty cool. And I suppose there's all, there's all, also things that I was thinking about was you know like some of the Emerson Lake and Palmer stuff where they you know leonard burn cover you know, leonard bernstein's america um you know there's there's a few things throughout their albums where they've done well yes is, yes is america um, uh yes the america. garfunkel yeah. cover which i'd say it's a pretty notable one actually yeah yeah um yeah that's pretty cool yeah interesting so pro cover versions what are your favorites let us know yeah um so uh, well with artists i guess i'll i'll tackle that one I, maybe I'm missing something. I mean, there's certainly a number of C letter C's, but I think the most notable easily has to be Camel. 
Caravan uh, would be the other one. Caravan would be the other it, one. I think they probably wouldn't be a band that I would. Modern, if we're sticking with my modern um, directive, would be Caligula's Horse would probably be my direction. But I think for this purpose, um, uh, I'll go with Camel. I think that's probably uh, a major one there. Early, early 70s, um, led by Andy Latimer, guitarist. It's very well known. Um, I mean, I think the main album from them is The Snow Goose. Yeah, that's probably be the one that's most famous is another one called Mirage. I think those early 70s records are pretty, pretty good. We did the Snow Goose on our Progist um, thing right. a couple of years ago, uh, which was pretty cool. And, and uh, not a band I heavily have listened to much, but I, I do think that's a really brilliant piece of work. Uh, and of course, now they tour with Pete Jones uh, as a member of the band. Uh, and he's brilliant with everything he does. Um, There's i mean snow goose is is instrumental um yeah. and um i can't remember what it's called and i can't see it directly here but there's a very very good live dvd that they put out a few years ago um with with pete jones singing mm -hmm. um and i think they maybe have a new uh, i think maybe they have some either a new tour or a new live album or a new something with it with with pete um, coming up, but I think the other thing about Camel that's very influential is um, the guitar playing. Certainly, I've always felt a lot of similarity to what Steve Rothery ended up doing in Marillion. I think there's a lot of similarities between Andy Latimer's playing and um, and Steve Rothery's, um, which is obviously why I did the Marillion thing because <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to choose that. Okay. But they, they do. I mean, they have a huge catalogue of albums, and I'm yeah. probably only familiar with three or four of them. Yeah, and same. again, a band that I thought, you know, I, I probably I probably should listen listen to more of. Caravan, I know, um, in the land of pink and grey is probably right. the kind of the one of the definitive and probably one of the Yeah, I should have very, I should have mentioned early. them as well. Yeah, that that's a pretty big album as well. Um one of the from, early from the classic albums. era, yeah, yeah. And another band that are actually still going, you know, relatively unbroken for like, you know, 40 plus years and still still producing music, still doing stuff um, and probably quite influential on someone like Andy Tillerson and the Tangent. I know that kind of kind of whole Canterbury scene stuff that Caravan were, were, were part of is quite influential um in some you'll hear a lot of that in his music you know see a c choice could have been just canterbury that could canterbury. have been a c choice Indeed. yeah yeah you've ever been but, uh, sort of covering it in our in in talking about this so Indeed. that's how we're, that's how we're getting that land accidents yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> see we've prepared very much for this uh <laughs> Anyway, yeah, this is cool. Um, also, uh, something new that I jotted down just because it's new uh, and sticks with the Haken theme, Charlie Griffiths, uh, yeah. the guitarist for Haken, who just released a solo album this year. So sticking with the letter C there. Um, yeah. I also, ha I also had, when I was thinking of bands, and I probably thought this might be a little bit too obscure for you, but Circa, the band that uh, is mostly Not Billy Sherwood them, yep. and... And Tony Kay, I um, yeah, I mean they've produced probably five, six albums um, over the course of time. Nearly, nearly always with a virtually different lineup than the one before. But their very first one, um, self-titled, or I think it's maybe called 2007, um, is a really, really good album. 
Um, I think it's probably their their very best one. But then they put out one recently called <laughs> Valley of the Windmill. Uh, I knew it was something to do with windmills. Yeah, circuit very a very good recent recent uh, relatively recent album. Circuit. Yep. So uh, that covers letter C. Uh, sort of a schizophrenic episode a little bit, but uh, if you have back to end... your uh, back to actually, I was just thinking there because back to your very first choice. So the album is called "In the Court of the Crimson King," but the song is called "The Court of the Crimson King," which I would which I would count as a C. <laughs> right. So we could have done it, and they of course the have the documentary coming out. Uh, very soon called Court of the Crimson King which are you going to be able to see that to see. Are you doing yeah it's to... showing in the cinema in Belfast so I'm I'm planning to go and see that looking forward to that I know someone who saw it at a festival um, in Dublin at the weekend and said it was brilliant really really enjoyable and actually you know he, he said like probably a lot of I suppose um, I know that I was talking to some of you about the Sparks Brothers documentary and going even if you don't know their music at all, it's really, really entertaining. And he 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 compared it um, to that in terms of it's just a really great story and it's funny and uh, yeah yeah definitely it's, I love I like I love uh, music documentaries like that. I can always watch those. Um, cool. All right, guys. Well, thanks for uh, sticking around and uh, joining us for the letter C. And uh, we promise we will have the letter D episode uh, out uh, sooner than the previous ones. And uh, we'll see you again soon. Bye.